is week number six in the Virtues newsletter. And I want to say hello and welcome you from 15 countries now. And we are broadcasting on 10 platforms. And just a shout out to our Substack. We have 18 subscribers and I'm thrilled. It means a lot to know that you're here and you're supporting me. I know who you are and I'm just thrilled to find a circle of beautiful people around me. So thanks for being here. All week I have been focused on the virtue of joyfulness and it has been absolutely wonderful. When I consider this virtue and how it inspires me, what it brings to me, how I tap into it, and how I sustain it, it it reminds me, it just, it brings it right up to the surface that it's a responsibility. It's like any kind of exercise. I am required to put in the effort in order to benefit from it. So I believe all virtues are like this. And this is part of the magic and the way spirit interfaces with the human body. It's a choice. It's a discipline. It's a sacrifice. Uh, it's a focus. It's a, it's a goal. These become um, tangible. I can prioritize them. Yeah, so it's it's been an interesting week. But before I jump into more of describing what it is that I've considered this week, I want to read you a poem by Donna Ashworth. So listen to this. Joy chose you. Joy does not arrive with a fanfare on a red carpet strewn with the flowers of a perfect life. Joy sneaks in as you pour a cup of coffee, watching the sun hit your favorite tree just right. And you usher Joy away because you're not ready for it. Your house is not as it must be for such a distinguished guest. But joy cares nothing for your messy home or your bank balance or your waistline, you see. Joy is supposed to slither through the cracks of your imperfect life. That's how joy works. You cannot invite her, but can only be ready when she appears. And hug her with meaning. Because in this very moment, joy chose you. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? 
joy sneaks in through the cracks of our life. And isn't that so true? I just, I love that about joy. And I so appreciate my childhood years for allowing me to revel in that state of mind. I was really blessed in so many ways. Grew up in the country. I had a freedom that I would never allow my children that gifted me the freedom of owning my spirit and just being present and alive in the world. There was no worry. I grew up in a small town, so I used to walk my siblings to school and then wander until I got hungry. And it didn't occur to me until I had my own children that the whole town must have been looking out for me. Like, I cannot imagine that no one was looking out for me. Like Nobody came looking for me unless I was late for lunch. Think about that. I would never let my children have that kind of freedom at a preschool age. But there I was. And I remember wandering and visiting the animals. I knew them. They were my friends. And I would go and say hello to them on my way home and just make my way home. And I knew not to cross the street. I knew I couldn't go to certain places. Part of me wonders whether that trust helped me to build my own strength and confidence and independence. But at the same time, I had my joy stolen in so many ways. As a young child, I was sexually traumatized. And this podcast is not about going into that, but it's about connection with my spirit, the purpose of focus this year on Virtue's newsletter is to look at the bridge and to help strengthen and build the bridge between body and soul so that I can integrate all these pieces of, of myself. And when I say integrate, what I mean is just become stronger in them so that I don't have to go looking. I can just call them. You know, they become us if we have exercised them and built a relationship with them, I believe. But if I don't know joy, if I don't understand how to call joy in, if I don't understand what steals my joy, then I, I think, put that relationship at risk. And so, yeah, this it has been an interesting week. And again, I have not been painting. I've been thinking about, you know, how would I approach a watercolor, but I just haven't taken the time to sit down and do it. And uh, that's okay. That's okay. So I invite you to let me know, say hello, ask questions, give stories, offer insight um, to be able to identify with the virtue of everyday living, all of these intricate ways that we 
and our character live in the spirit of who we are. And the more I can purposefully align with those virtues and call them into practice and action in my life, I believe the uh, the stronger my my soul relationship is and the closer I get to my purpose in life, which is to help bridge the gap between body, mind, and spirit. I am shuffling my deck of virtues reflections cards from the virtues project and you can get your deck at virtueshop.com or download the app from virtuesmatter.com ooh forbearance forbearance is patience fortitude and acceptance under trying circumstances we tolerate hardship with good grace we quietly call on our self-restraint. We are long-suffering in situations that we cannot control. We do not allow the trials of life to steal our joy. <laughs> we extend forgiveness and understanding to others, knowing that we all have flaws and frailties. We are forbearing with ourselves humbly mindful of the times we fall short, ready to move forward to try again. Forbearance is the mortar that keeps our relationships resilient and strong. And on the back of the card, there's a quote from a 21st century guru, Karunamai. It says, forbearance is the greatest virtue. Cover the blemishes, faults, and weaknesses of others. Excuse their feelings. Bury their weakness in silence and forgive. The practice of forbearance. I am accepting in times of trouble. I tolerate what I cannot control. I use self-restraint to calm my emotions. I am patient and forgiving with others. I humbly learn from my mistakes. I'm committed for the long run. I am thankful for the gift of forbearance. It gives me a resilient spirit. <laughs> we do not allow the trials of life to steal our joy. I, this one thing I love about these cards is how they hold each other's hand and help each other along these virtues. They never work in isolation. It's always in tandem with one another, and it's such a beautiful thing. Uh, it, it really calls me to personal responsibility and nurturing the practices for the discipline in order to exercise these virtues in my life. So the questions I'll be journaling on this week 
how does forbearance sustain me? Uh, what does it look like in practice? And what are the gifts that it brings me? Those questions crop up. I'm looking at the visual. And for those who, who don't get to see the card, it's, it's this uh, par parched mountain landscape. It is cracked. It is rock. I, I get thirsty just looking at it. <laughs> anyway, may the week of forbearance bring us much nourishment and remembering of uh, all the ways that joy works in tandem. I want to thank you once again for being here. And I want to thank all of the platforms that are promoting our podcast, especially Anchor, where production happens. But wherever it is that you're listening from, remember there is an option. If you have the means and feel it in your heart, you can sponsor for $5 a month or $50 a year. Or there's another level if you're interested. Um, but I appreciate all of the all of the sponsorship and it does help to sustain my work. So thanks for being here and have a great week.